If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What up, guys? It's time for another episode of Reggie's Expressions. And I want to start off by saying thank you so much to everybody who's gone out and listened to the podcast so far. Last week, I posted uh, the podcast of How We Met, which is uh, Carlos and I's story six years ago and how we met. It was a very candid story of what he remembers and what I remember, and we meet somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, so that was a very candid conversation that I was able to have with him. And, you know, if they're little ears... <laughs> in the car, wherever you're listening to your podcast, you might want to cover them in certain spots because we don't hold back. And uh, it's really become a uh, a story and testament to, you know, how far we've come. And not only stop there, I have so many more episodes for you guys to be able to listen to. And you can get it at Spotify. You can also get it at Apple Podcasts. You can get it in Google Podcasts. And you can download the native app of Anchor, which is where I mostly record my podcast. So today's topic is going to be a myriad of topics. I am going to bring in a co-host or a good friend of mine. His name is Danny Massey. I've known him for a few years. Um, we met at uh, Job B a few years ago, and he's just an upstanding young guy. And, and we're just going to be having a conversation about sales, how we get into it, you know, the money that we've seen, you know, bad experiences, just a general conversation in terms of, you know, the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of sales. All right. So with that being said, we ain't going to waste no time getting right into it. Here's another episode of Reggie's Expressions. All right, guys, we are back here and I do have my buddy Danny. Um, Prior to um, us coming back here, I had an opportunity to have a conversation with him and it went to a whole bunch of places. So the conversation, I think, is going to have a little bit of a different tone. and You guys are going to be able to hear the evolution of that. Um, So I'm going to give him an opportunity to kind of express as much and as little as he wants to tell about himself. And uh, we'll start the conversation. So take it away, Danny. (laughs) How's it going? Uh, My name is Danny. I'm a cancer. (laughs) Oh, wow. He's using his inside voice. You're whispering now. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I've known Reggie for a few years now. Uh, we met at Sprint, RIP Sprint. Um, you know, great company to work for. Met some great people. Hence how I know Reggie. Yeah. So um, I was this weird guy. Before I had the colored hair and doing the crazy stuff, I was actually pretty normal. But what is normal, really? I mean... Eh. We're in 2020. There is no norm. But, um, you know, uh, one of the things that I noticed about Daddy is, you know, in a very short period of time and I tell people this all the time is I have a tendency to discern things from people without trying and I don't know if that's my superpower or whatever the case may be but <clears throat> I felt that he was a pretty genuine person but um, I, I noticed that with every interaction he had he was very resilient you know he never would let an intense conversation or a customer you know get him down he was always like hey what's next which was, you know, sickening sometimes, you know, because sometimes I'd be done had that hard customer and I don't really want to work no more. 
But, you know, Danny, on the other hand, was very good at, you know, shaking it off and, and you know, uh, <clears throat> being able to get back up, which is why he is successful, I think, in what he currently does and what he's always done in life. So um, he works at one of the big box companies out there. Um, I do. I do. Uh, I've been there for about two years now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't let customers bother me too much. Why? Because... When I go home, when I clock out and I go home, I'm probably never going to see this customer again. I'm not going to let somebody else's demeanor ruin my feelings for the day. It's not going to ruin my entire day. Mistakes happen all the time. Everybody knows about retail. Um, so I just I refuse to let somebody's opinion of me bring me down because I, I know who I am. I'm confident. I'm the opposite of that. If I don't like you, I don't like you. I don't give a fuck, okay? <laughs> if you say some shit that I don't like, I'm going to hate your ass. And I best not see you on the street because I'm going to kick your ass because that's, right. kind of, that's the kind of person but I am. At the end of the day, customers are going <laughs> to say whatever they want to, but mm -hmm. let me take off this uniform. Let me walk down the street. I guarantee you, you would never say half the shit you would say to me if I wasn't in this uniform. So mm -hmm. I look at it as like, a lot of people that do that are cowards. Mm -hmm. They naturally are cowards, and they don't have they don't have the balls to say half of the shit that they would if you were in public. Right, it's just their way of lashing out. They may have they may be having issues at home that I don't know. Right, you know. So again, I give people the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, if you start to piss me off. Mm. Yeah. I, I've never had the luxury of being able to see Danny Man, you know. It, it rarely happens. It mm -hmm. rarely, rarely happens. But it happens. But I'm a person that wear my feelings on my sleeve. Mm -hmm. So when I'm mad, I'm mad. So right. I ain't trying to sugarcoat that shit. <laughs> just because, I mean, that's just the way it is sometimes. Right. But um, the what I, I wouldn't say, I was going to say what bonded us together, but obviously <clears throat> we had a sales position and. You know, at that point, that probably was my third or fourth sales position in over a fifteen-year span. And how many how many positions there? Oh boy! <clears throat> oh man! Um, before Sprint, oof, at least at least between ten and fifteen different positions in different aspects of retail. Mm -hmm. um, and the nice thing about that is, because I was in so many different aspects of retail, I took a lot of those things and I made it my own. You know, I never wanted to be a robot. I never wanted to, you know, be like, all right, this is how he does it. I'm going to do it the same exact way because then you come off like a robot. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my biggest thing is building trust with people, you know, letting people know, hey, listen, you know, I may be a sales associate, but at the mm -hmm. end of the day, I do have the best intention for you. Right. And that's, you know, a lot of people, and I think I, I can understand the skepticism, you know, because of car salesmen and all that other stuff, but... Huh. You know, I, I can assure you that Danny and I aren't of that creed when it comes to sales. We are genuinely interested in making sure that the product and services that you're getting meets your needs, you know? And Yeah. No, no, no. To kind of piggyback off that, you're absolutely correct. Because what happens is, sure, I can sell you something that you're probably not going to use half of the shit. <coughs> you're going to come back in a week and be like, you know what? I don't like this. I want to return this. Right. And then what's going to happen? Now I got to rebuild that trust. You're never going to want to buy anything. I want to treat customers the way I want to be treated when I walk in the store. I'm not mm -hmm. going to hover over you. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you this, this, and that. You know, when you're ready, let me know. Hey, my name is Danny. 
you have any questions, you let me know. Mm-hmm. And leave it at that. Right. And, you know, a lot of companies that I've worked for at this point when I worked with Danny, it was about, that was my fourth um, cell phone company that I work with. And a lot of them have very similar sales techniques. And then at the very end of my retail experience, um, you know, it was the idea of taking people on a journey, you know, ask them about their day, see how they use their products and services, which, you know, helps to an extent. But, you know, to kind of go back to what you're saying, sometimes that stuff doesn't necessarily ring true. You know what I'm saying? It seems contrived and it seems mm-hmm. it seems like what are you what are you getting at? Get to the point. You right. know what I'm saying? Even though they knew they came in for, you know, uh, that that product and services and knowing that they were going to get sold to at some extent, mm-hmm. how resistant people can be to that whole idea. And, right. and, you know, one of the things that I've learned, you know, is. A lot of what I've learned, you know, with the art of or the psychology of selling actually applies to life in general um, with being able to just, you know, take the time to get to know people, ask questions when there's times to ask questions and, you know, create a back and forth. It, it has taught me really how to have some of the best conversations I've had with people. <clears throat> and that's right. one of the experiences that I can say in sales. So it, 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 it is transferable skills in terms of. Mm-hmm. You know, getting to know people. Yep. Um, but people always like to think that what we do is trivial, which pisses me off sometimes. They think that we're the lowest man on the totem pole. And it's like, motherfucker, I made $80,000 last year mm-hmm. while you was over here scrounging your pennies. Like, come on, you know. Right. But um, So, yes. As soon as I interact with a customer, I've already asked um, four or five qualifying questions. Mm-hmm. To kind of get to work, because I'm not going to show you. That's a buzzword, about. qualifying questions. Yeah, that's the industry uh, term. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to walk you around this whole store. I'm not a butler. I'm not a chauffeur. I'm mm-hmm. going to listen to what you got to tell me, and I'm going to go to these products. I've I've been in the situation to people looked at this thirty five hundred dollar product, and mm-hmm. I, I I've straight up asked them, "Is this everything that you need? Are you going to use all these features?" And, you know, nine out of ten times. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I wouldn't use this in this cool. Let me show you this product that's 2500 So it's going to save you $1,000. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build that rapport. You build that trust. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm not commissioned. Even when I was commissioned, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't sell you something that you wouldn't need. It, it's just that's not the way I would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, sure, the money was good when it was commissioned. But... Right. At the end of the day, I'd rather build a trust mm-hmm. in somebody because chances are I'm going to see you in, in public mm-hmm. and <laughs> I see you in public and you did not have a good experience. Yeah. Shit can hit the fan real quick. Right. And, you know, that's going beyond the sale. You know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes in this business think that, you know, it's fly by night and it's, you know, we're removed from it. But, you know, those of us who really care about people. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have that mindset of saying, you know, I want to be responsible for, you know, helping them to, you know, come with their solutions of their own with what the what products they have. So, you know, I I definitely understand that. But Carlos, Carlos is on his way home. So that's why I'm thinking that he he gets off at eight. But we worked together two years ago and we both left. Uh, sprint That's around the same time. Yeah, it'll be two years coming up in September. Oh yeah! Wow. And I'm he's still in retail per se, and I sell insurance, so I'm still in the you know the the sales aspect, and I can sales aspect of it, and I can assure you a lot of the you know uh, techniques that I use to kind of 
you know, I still use today, which at times, you know, can be very successful or, or, or not. But, you know, we were talking about the difference between what you have is tangible and what I have is not, you know, the Correct. idea that you can't see what it is I'm trying to sell you. You mm-hmm. just have to believe it Correct. to a certain extent. And as opposed to you, you know, you have you a have physical a product. product. Right, right. Um, I feel like it's definitely harder for you mm-hmm. um, because, again, it's not a product that you see, you feel, mm-hmm. that you may not use this product every day, but it's there for you. God forbid you have to use that product. Mm-hmm. Um, with me, you're going to use this product on a daily basis. So as far as that goes, it's definitely a lot harder for you um, with your competition that you got going on. And by the way, Danny has bullied me into buying some shit I really didn't need. So like for real, for real. <laughs> This Curie, I ain't really need this Curie, you know what I'm saying? And I don't appreciate, I ain't really need it. You know, everybody. You know, but he sold it to me, and I'm looking at this motherfucker right now, and I want to return it, but it's been over a month, and Carlos loves it. Yep. So I guess maybe yep. there's some truth to what he's saying. Exactly. Um, But I think, for me, I, I say that to really say, you know, although I know his expertise is, is, is a salesman and I understand, you know, some of the things that he has to sell and, you know, the idea of what he has to sell, you know, there's a level of, of realism and experience. Like, for example, if I know where you're coming from and I see what you're trying to say about what it is, I'm going to consider it. And I may very well buy the upgraded version of what you're selling me. If it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, if it's not going to make sense for you, I wouldn't even recommend it. Mm-hmm. This is going to do exactly what you need to do. You're going to be using this on a daily basis. Do you really need the fancy one with the touch screen and all mm-hmm. that? Sure, it's nice to have and look at. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, <coughs> this will do the same exact thing for half the cost. So. He tried to sell me an espresso. I mean, shout out to Nespresso. <laughs> best, best coffee ever. Uh, and he's not being paid to say that shit either. No, I'm so. not. But uh, I w- he told me that you have to get very different pods. And I was like, nah, I ain't really trying to start over. Like, you know, we've been using Keurig for a long time. I used so. Keurig for several, several years. That was the first coffee maker I ever bought. And I was like, man, this thing is life-changing. <laughs> really? Yeah, it I, it was, life? Oh, it was life-changing. Really? I was like, so uh-huh. I've got to clean it. I just throw these pods away. Oh, well, It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I... Went to Macy's at Millennium Mall, mm-hmm. and I tried a cup of uh, Nespresso coffee. And yeah, it was completely different. That was, that was life-changing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. That was like, what now? That was life-changing. <laughs> that, that changed my life. Really? Ever. Really, Danny? It just changed everything, right? I could never drink another cup of Keurig coffee. Call me bleeding. I'm going to go make you uh, a Keurig coffee nope. right now. Nope. It's going to happen. Like, And you're going to drink it, and you're going to like it. I mean... <laughs> if you give it to me, I'll take it. I mean, it, I'm right? a pretty good salesman, so I could, you know, sell my <laughs> happiness to you. <laughs> but what's funny is, you know, um, I don't drink coffee often, you know, times where I'm like super sleepy. Carlos is the one that you don't talk to him until he's had his second cup of coffee Jesus. in the morning. So that Keurig, um, and I'm not going to tell you the story, but long story. Is it? He's trying to sell it. Oh, where is it? I can't find it. It's around here somewhere. But we had to buy another one for whatever reason. And uh, he has a gold one now. And I knew he was going to like the color. And he did. So, but... um, Good color choice. Yeah. And I also bought a microwave from Danny, too. Which took, like, two and a half years for it to come in. Actually, I'm still waiting on it now. So, Um, it came in 
it came in mm. looking like the Incredible Hulk. Slamming. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. So I was like, yeah, I'm not about to like, I'm not about to call this man like, hey man, your uh, your microwave is ready in five pieces. So. Right. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I, I I was surprised that he told me that, but I ended up. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but we got it and we rounded out all of the appliances that we needed. So looks really good in the house. Yeah. But I'm gonna transition this conversation if it's okay with you a little bit. Absolutely to, not. Okay. <laughs> um, Danny is probably one of the most I wouldn't say guarded but like no you can say guarded because okay. I hold a lot of things close to me mm-hmm. um, I think this started when I was younger because mm-hmm. even my parents if they ever had an argument or if there was never an issue mm-hmm. it would never go past are your parents still together? yeah okay yeah. Um, it would never go past the house it stayed in the house and somebody came over we never heard of this discussion again mm-hmm. um and i think that's where it came up i'm not saying it's a totally bad thing but it's not a good thing either mm-hmm. um because i do hide I, not hide let me let me rephrase that i don't hide things but i keep a lot of things to myself i'm a very very Private you know what's weird, y'all? That he said private individual. This motherfucker ain't got no Facebook. You can't trust nobody that ain't got no Facebook. Right, it's two thousand twenty. Do right. you even have a Twitter? No. A what? A Twitter. Do you have an Instagram? Just to just go look. Twitter's the one with like the blue bird. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Do you have Instagram? Nope. You don't go and look nope. at like pictures. Nope. Double tap. I don't, I don't even know, know what that, that means. <laughs> I have no idea. So, what how? what is your form of communication, It's Danny? called a cell phone and text messaging. Ew! Who does that? I mean, come that, on. That's that's my form of communication. Yeah. Um, again, I don't have anything that I really want to post. Anybody mm. that knows me can easily pick up the phone. That's too much. I mean, is it though? I mean, for me, it is. I got to go scroll... First off, I got to have the forethought to call you. Yeah. And then I have to make sure I don't get distracted with all the million other things. <laughs> and then I have to go find your name and I have to decipher, is it Danny DeLitz? Is it uh, Danny from Jacksonville? Or is it Danny... See, but there should only be one Danny. I know, but... It is what it you know, is. the iPhone keeps every I, contact. I, I get so. it. You know. And then I have to call you and Danny has a horrible habit of not fucking answering. <laughs> So there's that. This because is look. This life is, happens. This is the same guy talking about you're gonna pick up a cell phone and you can never reach his ass. Just text me. I'll eventually call. <laughs> oh, text him now. Now he's saying text it, it him. It may take a couple of days. Sure. I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've never had any kind of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, people look at me crazy because I grew up in the era where social media first started. Right. So where MySpace. Right. Do you remember MySpace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When MySpace started, mm-hmm. I was like, nope. Did you have a MySpace? Nope. <laughs> you didn't have a MySpace? Nope. <laughs> nope. I will never have any kind of social media. You know, MySpace is gone, that. right? There's no more MySpace. Did you know that? Wait, what? Yeah, MySpace. You're he, lying, right? He's, he's, he's joking, y'all. He know <laughs> damn well there was no motherfucking MySpace. MySpace ain't been out for Wait, a long time. so you're telling me I can't download music on Napster anymore? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are you you're able to do that? You should Wait, see his phone. So I, you probably do download it for now. But LimeWire is still around, right? No. No. BitTorrent. What? No. Oh, do you have a Spotify? Um, a who? You don't have a Spotify. What a, what's a Spotify? <laughs> Where you can actually listen to this podcast. So how are you gonna listen to this kid? Huh? You want me to put it on an analog tape and record no, it and put it so, in your car? No, I do. 
I have Pandora. I know people are like, Pandora? <coughs> yeah, Pandora. So you I pay for Pandora? No. <laughs> you got the free version. <laughs> so you listen, listen to the same songs on loop. No, no, no. <laughs> so I don't want to, you know, get myself into any kind of trouble. I do have a version to where I can listen to the music ad-free and okay. download it directly onto my phone. Right. I can't reveal the source that I got this Is it this Sprint account? No. <laughs> no. No, this was before Sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, again, shout out to Sprint, RIP. Yeah, we'll, miss you. we'll miss your coverage wherever yeah, it was. It was um, nowhere. But yeah, I mean, that's what I really do. I'm a very simple individual. I'm mm-hmm. not simple-minded, but mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So... I don't, the Spotify, the Twitters, mm. the Instagram, I don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Anybody that I keep in contact with, mm-hmm. you just call them. It's just my cell phone. Hit them on the cell phone. Yep. And me, on the other hand, this is how, you know, of a contrast that I, that we are. I like the new new. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like to have a new shit. Like, if it's new, I got to have it. You right. know what I'm saying? So... You know, that's just the way I've always been. And I don't know if that's a complex that I've kind of developed over the years. But, you know, I've always been like, you know, into electronics and things of that nature. So for me, it's been. <clears throat> no, I appreciate you for giving me that job security. You know, oh. I always want that new new. I, Please. No worries. <laughs> it's to a certain extent. Now, I mean, iPhone, like I got to have a new iPhone, um, you know, iPad, uh, you know, the Apple Watch. I mean, those things are kind of ancillary. But whatever the new hottest iPhone or you know phone there is, that's what I have to have. So once phones started hitting a thousand dollars, no, thank you. Uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I that that's a mortgage payment right that's there. Not. That is ridiculous. I mean, one month mortgage payment, I yeah, guess, that's but ridiculous. you ain't got to pay it all up front. It doesn't matter. You're still eventually paying it. It doesn't matter if you're paying it in two years, if you're paying it that day. You're still paying. I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. To have a phone. But it's the same like cars to me. Okay. I respect that. And you got to have the new, new Infinity every year. So My car is a 2012. Is it? It's a 2012. Which had all the everything. Well, I mean, I got a good deal on it. It was a 2012, but it was, you know, had all the 2020 ver- uh, uh, <laughs> bells and whistles on it. So we all, I say all that to say we all have our Yeah, license. we all have our, yeah, 100%. I agree with So that. don't be trying to shit on me because <laughs> I have to get the new iPhone. Come Listen, on. Listen, you're spending... $1,200 for a phone you're going to keep we're not going to do this on my show. 10 months. We are not going to do this on my show, okay? We are not going to defame my character. <laughs> you are not going to do that? 10 months. <sighs> anyway, yes, I do have... Anyway, we're going to uh, move on from that. But, you know, he and I are very different, and I think we celebrate what friendship is about is right. we celebrate the differences in which uh, we have. Uh, which is why I said this topic was going to, or this conversation was going to be a myriad of topics. Right. We're going to delve into different things. And, um, you know, <clears throat> um, the good thing about, you know, having people that are different from you, because, you know, some of us kind of like to stay in our own lane, is you get different perspectives. And mm-hmm. he and I had a really good conversation. I'm not going to put, you know, uh, what you were saying or anything on front of unless you prefer. But we were having a really good conversation of how you know, race relations in America and how it affects me and how it affects him. Right. And, um, you know, there were a lot of shared experiences that we had. Um, but it was interesting to also find that, you know, we do have some, you know, I wouldn't say different, well, uh, different ideas. We have different, 
we have different views on certain things, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing because I don't disagree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, you, I don't think you're wrong. Can I say what you said? Yeah. Do you mind sure. if I say? No, 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 go ahead. Absolutely. And if I if you don't like it, then I can go back and it. No, 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 you're fine. You're you're fine. But he said something. And, you know, he's entitled to his opinion. And it wasn't a sense of contention or anything like that. But he said that he felt that Trump was not doing a horrible job. I stand by it. I think differently. <laughs> um, but that's that's good. That's the beauty in, you know, being able to have a conversation. Because I could have got raw robbed in this bitch and said, get the fuck out of my house. But I didn't do that. I was just like, mm, okay, we agree to disagree. Correct. All right. Correct. You know, and, um, you know, you got to have friends like that that will allow you to challenge, you know, your your thinking and and challenge their own. Um, you know, I, I've never really talked about my experience with Trump in, in capacity mm-hmm. on this conversation on this show or on my podcast for a myriad of reasons, a number of reasons, simply because my anger and my disdain for him won't allow me to be able to speak as eloquently as I am now. Right. About him. So I, I choose not to. Um, but I have a very different experience and it has everything to do with, with race. And that's what we found yes. to be the 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 uh, the um, the elephant in the room that because of my experience being where I'm from and his experience of being from, you know, his background. I'm from the Bronx. Right. He's from the <laughs> I wasn't I don't know how much I could say. So, you know, what I'm saying like, I don't want to. You're good. You know, he's from the Bronx and, you know, he's had a, uh, you know, they call that the melting pot of, of, of America up in New York. And sure enough. I'm from Albany, Georgia, which, you know, black and white people are a very different size of the track. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had a different experience. And, you know, I think that um, I don't know if we've had conversations like that before of about race relations. I don't. But it was interesting we, to see it evolve. Right. I don't think we have. Um I don't think we've really had a conversation about Trump ever. Mm. Um, it's honestly, I don't really talk about politics like mm. that too much, especially at work, um, mm. just because you don't know who you're going to piss off. You don't right. know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to shoot you outside, right? But one thing I will say is, and I appreciate you saying that, mm-hmm. but at this point, you know, I, I get the idea that to me, I just see it in terms of like when people guard things that like we should have conversations about politics. 100%. There's no reason why we shouldn't. I agree with you. I think it, as long as it's a healthy conversation, it's not you're, you're saying, no, you're wrong, or mm-hmm. I'm saying you're wrong, because right. honestly, I value your opinion. I mm-hmm. don't think you're wrong in your opinions and your values. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. You know, People say Trump's doing an amazing job. I disagree with that. I don't think he's doing an amazing job. I don't think he's doing a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's things he could have handled completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's things that he handled okay. Mm-hmm. Am I like a Trump 2020? No, I am yeah. absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm of the school that, that it's okay for him to feel that way, you know, um, because my experience is completely different. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, chastise him, but I think we have to get to a place of not being afraid to sometimes allow conversations to become passionate. Correct. You know what I'm saying? My homegirl, Amanda Seals, I mean, she really ain't my homegirl, but in my head, she is. But she always say, I'm not hostile, I'm passionate. And I think those are very two very different things. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to have a passionate conversation about something and <clears throat> be able to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, we, 
whether we agree to disagree or you come onto my side of, 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 of the tracks, it's not a bad thing. It don't mean at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to, I probably won't call Danny as much as I used to because of that Trump shit. But you know what I'm saying? It's not like he's going to fall off the face of the earth. You know, I might, you know, oh, I remember that kid I used to talk to. He was very nice. But, and then, you know, if I ever go into, you know, to get the new iPhone at Best Buy, I might be like, oh, that's cool. That's Danny. And then, you know, just keep it moving. But, you know, but (laughs) joking. I say all that to say I understand and respect his, you know, his his point of view. Right. I don't disagree with what you say. I mm -hmm. don't. I want to make that very clear Mm -hmm. to everybody listening. Um, I don't disagree with people's opinions on Trump. Everybody's had a different experience mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience hasn't been the greatest. It hasn't been the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm more of, okay, sure, that's okay that he did that. But then that's not good. Like, mm-hmm. he, he fucked up on the whole COVID thing. Let's just be yeah. honest here. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, one of the biggest blunders he did. And, you know, unemployment rate. And, unemployment rate. And black people. And white supremacy. I mean, just a whole bunch of... Yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, but, you know... a lot of stuff. Yeah. a lot of stuff. Don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, there's things I agree with him on. There's things I don't agree with him on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things I agree with him on on unemployment. I feel like a lot of people have been abusing the unemployment system for years and years and years. And the reason it pisses me off is because I see it come out of my check. Every two, you know what I'm talking about. Where I don't, I agree with people receiving unemployment. I am pro unemployment. Mm-hmm. I am not pro unemployment for people that work the system that are just like oh, I'm just gonna say, yeah, I click, I, I, I went to go look for a job. I did this, I did this, and you've been milking the system for years and years and years. Okay. So I don't agree with that. So when Trump was like, hey, we're gonna make sure people that are supposed to be on unemployment are on unemployment, and you're gonna weed those people out that don't needed or aren't even doing anything to deserve it i agree with that statement 100 percent. i feel like people need to work um for what they get instead of just getting a handout mm. i i don't agree with that at all and you know everybody knows somebody that's sitting at home like i don't need to work i just collect unemployment here this is where i'm gonna click every week mm. boom 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 boom, boom. Mm. there's no verification that you you check you're literally sitting at home mm. while you know as a working man you know you got to Bust your ass to make your money, right? I got to wake up early, bust my ass to make my money. Right. Am I jealous? No, I'm not mm-hmm. jealous about somebody. You know, you make your money the way you want to make your money. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you need to do it in the proper way. Sure. So uh, what would what would be considered the proper way? So the proper way to collect unemployment, especially now, mm-hmm. um, right now, you know, with the whole COVID situation, I completely understand. You're out of work. Your company is not going to unfurlough you. Absolutely, you deserve unemployment. Now, if you've been collecting unemployment way before COVID, mm-hmm. okay, because you lost the <coughs> job four years ago, mm-hmm. and you just refuse to get up, mm-hmm. look for a job, because you're able. Mm-hmm. If you're disabled, you can't work. I get it. Mm-hmm. I completely get that. But if you're able to work and you refuse to put the effort in to go to work or even apply for a job, that's where I have the issue. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I have the issue with that. So I just want to make sure that uh, I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. because I, I want to put it in perspective. Of course. Um, because I don't want anybody to take you any, you know, the wrong way or anything like that. <laughs> but I just want to make sure that for you, 
I think you have an issue with people, and I can understand that you have an issue with people bucking the system, right? Correct. Making it harder for everybody else to be able to to do that. Correct. And we do understand that a lot of people that are on, you know, that would the situation that you're explaining may be one in few mm-hmm. in terms of people who are bucking the right. system. Right. Again, I'm not saying everybody on unemployment mm-hmm. is bucking the system. A hundred percent, that is not the case. I know right. people that are unemployment that are unemployed because of the situation, right. even pre-COVID. Right. You know, like, they're, it, it's hard to find a job right now. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But these people are making the effort. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to apply here. I went for this interview. I did this. Mm-hmm. You showed some kind of effort, you know. But mm-hmm. it's for the people that literally just sit at home. Uh, every mm-hmm. Friday, I'm going to click. I looked, I looked, I looked. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really looking. I'm just collecting a check. Have you ever collected unemployment? I have. Before? I have. Yeah. I did, and mm-hmm. it was, I lost my job, um, mm-hmm. my job prior to Sprint, we mm-hmm. went out of business, H.H. Greg, R.I.P., H.H. Greg, um, if anybody worked at H.H. Greg, mm-hmm. I used to, I was there with you, um, so we closed down the business, um, I stayed till the very, very end, mm-hmm. I didn't up and jump ship or anything, I stayed loyal. Turn on the light back, turn on the light back, yeah. I stayed loyal to it. Um, mm-hmm. I had to collect unemployment. It was probably only like a month or two that I collected because mm-hmm. me, I'm the type of individual that refuses to stay at home mm-hmm. and not do anything. Mm-hmm. Like it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I did collect unemployment, but as I'm collecting unemployment, I'm looking for a job on right. a daily basis. I'm applying mm-hmm. here, there, everywhere until mm-hmm. I finally got the call. Right. So. And I will say, I think that there's some truth behind what you're saying. Um, and I can understand why you feel that way. Um, <clears throat> for me, when I think about, there are a number of things, and when I think about that, and I, I just want to make sure that I'm not acknowledging what you're saying, mm-hmm. but a lot of, there are a lot of my people or, you know, black folks <clears throat> who find, who are always being pictured as the people who are bucking the system. You know, when it comes... And I'm not saying... You didn't at all imply that no, it was no, all no. black yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that. <clears throat> so for me, when I look at my experience, when I went through unemployment, I only got one week of unemployment. And I remember the questions and stuff. Like, I had went and I looked for jobs, but the level of shit that they put you through to finally get it mm-hmm. for only $234. And then you had to... List all this information for a fucking website that you spent maybe 20 to 30 minutes on mm-hmm. to just get something from a job that you pay into. Mm-hmm. You pay that. Correct. So you would think, at least in my mind, that that's something that you pay into, that it would be easier for you to be able to apply for it when you need it. Nope. Because it's not like we can opt out and say, nah, I don't want to pay that. You know what I'm saying? This is money that you pay into. We right. all pay into. It, it's almost like insurance. Everybody pays their insurance every month. So although I get what you mean by, you know, milking the system, again, this isn't free money that the government is giving away. That's Correct. my thought. Correct. That's I'm my, that's, that's, that's my thought process. why I go back to when I said people have been milking the system for four plus years mm-hmm. to where you've been on unemployment yeah. for years and years and years. And I get it. There's a little cap. Mm-hmm. There's loopholes behind everything. Right. People know the system. And again, 
if you need unemployment, absolutely use it. Because mm-hmm. again, God forbid I was to lose my job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go file for unemployment, of course, because like you said, I paid into it, so yes, I do, I will need it. But the thing that irritates me is the people that don't even try to look for a job. They're just like, you know what, I'm okay. I'm okay with making 234 a week. I can survive off of that. So why? So if you're going to pay somebody 234 a week, I'm, again, I'm just using a rough figure, right? Let's sure, just say 300. That's the amount. That's right. 234. Okay, so let's say 234, right? I can survive off of 234. I'm not saying I can't survive, but there's no, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can survive off of 234, right? Mm-hmm. Why would I go look for a job? But for, I mean, I. I you get what I'm saying. Right, right? but most people can't. But it is free money, you know, in the grand scheme of, and I'm, I don't want y'all to think that I'm like this welfare queen that, you know, but I've also been a part of the system where people would consider, you know, uh, the things that I've gotten from the state as things that was, uh, you know, given to me. But at the end of the day, I think that, uh, you know, I think we just have to have a level of compassion for people when they're, you know, involved in it because we don't know their experiences. And, you know, unfortunately with Donald Trump sometimes is I think he has a tendency to kind of lump everybody together. Fair enough. And then, you know, throw out this fact that has nothing to do with the actual problem, which is that a lot of these companies that are going away are going away forever. And, you know, the job, the job pool is, is dwindling. And people are honestly and truly making more money now than what they made when they were working I in some of those places that. that they were making. I saw that with this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Honestly, if I was to not want to work and I was collecting them, it was going to be like nine hundred something dollars a week. I would right. Nine hundred. Exactly. And I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. why would anybody want to go back to work? Right. Again, that's coming to an end. Come July thirty first, apparently. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the new one's going to be. Um, it's unfortunate for people that are still furloughed that mm-hmm. can't get their jobs back. Right. It, it's very unfortunate. I hate to see that happen because a lot of people, because it's been so long mm-hmm. that they've been making this 900 something a week, now you come accustomed to, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm getting this money every week. What are you going to do when that now drops out from nine something to 234 a week? But I also feel like there should have been a plan in place in terms of, because this was something that was always something in the back of the mind. And what I mean by that is COVID when I say something. Mm-hmm. This has always been something that could have been, number one, uh, eradicated. And number two, we could have been better equipped to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, not find ourselves in the position that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking in generalities, by the way, guys, because uh, again, this isn't my expertise. You know, I'm a common sense person. I do believe in common sense. So a lot of this stuff I'm inferring and coming up yeah, to. Yeah, so I'm not a politician in any way. Right, none of us. I just want to make sure that we're clear here because right. I don't want nobody coming up here trying to judge me on some bullshit. <laughs> but I do want to say that, you know, at the end of it all, um, I do feel like there are things that we could have done that have gotten in, you know, in terms of safeguards being put in place so we wouldn't have to rely on the government as much as we have you know um you know but that's no here nor there to me you know when i when i you know just lightly talk about trump to me some of the experiences and things that he's done you know just to black people or people of color you know things you've said about mexican indian people this being a a china virus all this other stuff negates every good Mm -hmm. thing he could have done you know there may have been some 
you know, some growth and change under his, uh, you know, purview. But at the end of the day, number one, I don't think that we've had enough time to be able to focus on those things to, to really give him credit for the things that he's getting. You know what I'm saying? With the things that are happening. But that's so let me ask that's you. No there. I know how you feel about Trump. Uh-huh. Right? Are you voting for Biden? Um, you know, that's a very good question. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't wanna vote for Bowden, just Bowden. <laughs> I don't wanna vote for Biden unless just because he's the better candidate or he's better than Trump. And we saw that happen in, you know, with Hillary, uh-huh. which is why a lot of people didn't vote because they didn't have the, the, the yep. better of the two. Yep. So I don't want to just rely on him being the better candidate because there was nobody else. I feel like Joe Biden is very pro- problematic, you know, with some of the shit that he's saying about Trump being, you know, the first racist president. Come on. I don't think Biden's going to live for another four years if I have to be honest. Even if that's the case. But we know we've had some old as hell. You know, they're going to do whatever they can. I mean, in the but government have you seen Biden? Sure. But Trump is how old? Have you seen Biden falling asleep? I mean, he's, delu- he's a little... How old is Trump? I don't even know. Okay. I don't even know. He ain't, he ain't no spring chicken either. No, he's not. But you asked me a question, so I'm going to answer it. So, do... Uh, I don't want that to be the sole reason. He's very problematic, problematic as hell. One example of Trump being the first uh, racist president. Number two, if you ain't voting for black Biden, you ain't black. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. that's some crazy shit. For real? That in order for me to prove my blackness, gotta I got to vote for him. It's not even so much him as you got to vote against Trump. Right. And that's not enough for me mm-hmm. because I don't disagree with at you. the end of the day, I do believe that even if Trump wins and the Democrats or independents or whoever win the House, that motherfucker is not going to be able to do the stuff that he thinks that he's going to be able to do mm-hmm. if the House, uh, the Republican loses the House. And that's just the straight up honest truth. What I'm more concerned about is local government and how that affects me with the policies and procedures that come out of this place. Correct. So I'm going to be more apt in understanding and trying to find out who my local um, representatives are so I can research them and find, you know, uh, you know, how to how to make it change. Because that's going to affect me more than what would happen with Trump. Now, I ain't saying that. I'm not going to vote and that I'm going to vote for Trump. I just feel like Biden needs to do more. I do believe in the idea that he needs to get a um, um, a black uh, vice president. And I also feel like he needs to have a black agenda. And that just means having black people at the core of the, uh, the table when it comes to issues and how we're being treated in America. That has to happen and that has to change. And going forward, I am not going to sit here and just sit back idly and say it's uh, uh, above me and I'm not ultimately a part of this change. So it's a very complicated uh, uh, um, scenario to be in uh, for me. But yeah, you know, Trump, I don't agree with 
very many or any of his policies. I think that we should really pre- press mute on him and fucking Kanye too. Because they're just people who like to say shit to get people excited. And that's just the reality of it. Um, I'm just, it's just whatever. And that's, that's, that's my spiel on that. So, um, I mean, I I do feel like, you know, in the next hundred days, Biden has an opportunity to change, you know, the trajectory um, with who he picks as a running mate and um, all that other stuff. And I actually am going to have a good conversation with a good friend of mine, uh, Maitland Jones, who is actually running for Georgia Senate. I'm going to have a conversation with her later on this week. So we're going to get more into that. But, um, you know, uh, she's a really dope uh, uh, candidate. And uh, I've known her for a few years. She's actually my best friend, Darlena, who you guys have heard me talk about, uh, sister-in-law. And, you know, I know my podcast actually does reach Georgia. So if you are in her district up in Gwinnett County, please go out, do your research and vote for her so we can flip the seat and also, you know, put a young black girl who is looking to live out her dreams because she's very passionate about it. So, um, yeah. Please go research her. Maitland Jones. Madeline. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Madeline, Madeline, M-A-T-I-E-L-Y-N. I call her Maddie. My bad. Okay. And I'm not editing that out because it's just going to take too long. But uh, you know I love you, Maddie. You know I love you. Anyway, um, so at this point, uh, I think I, I want to kind of wrap up the, the conversation um, a little bit here. But um, I, think we, I think we covered a lot. You know. I think so. Um, I think, you know, there's still a lot to talk about. There's mm-hmm. still, and that's going to be a forever thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think conversations like this need to happen, mm-hmm. um, not just here, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go out and <laughs> right. be like, no, you suck. Your opinion is, right. is worthless. Have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation you've never had with somebody. You may find that you guys have a lot more in common than you think. And I think that's part of the issue is people are afraid to have these conversations. Right. You know, again, what's the worst that's going to happen? We have different opinions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, there's, there's a lot worse that could be. That's true. And you know what? I want to tell you, thank you so much for, you know, coming into the lion's den here. Yeah, huge shout out to <laughs> Reggie over here. Uh, this actually came into fruition a couple of days ago. He kind of invited himself into, yeah. hey, I'm going to be on your podcast. Yep, First of all, I didn't know you had one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, I'm in season two, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go bring dinner. Um, and I'm going to be on your podcast. So here it is. And you guys got a, a, an opportunity to kind of see the conversation evolved. And I really appreciate you, Danny. For... No, I appreciate you having me. And, you know, hopefully, um, no, I'm going to be back on. I'll, I'm going to bring some Chinese food next time. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to be on again, hopefully. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. You guys let me know yeah. how you felt. You and this was, this was actually really fun. And I, I, I just wanted to say that I think it was good for us to be able to you know, have something we can go back and listen to because we did. These are conversations that you should be having with your friends because this mm-hmm. is what, you know, influences the the, the group chats and the mm-hmm. text messages and the conversations that you have with others. Um, neither one of our us are experts, but at the end of the day, 100%. we both have, yeah. you know, our opinions right. that, you know, uh, we've learned from our own background. So. I feel like these conversations need to be had if you want to see any kind of change. 
Yeah. If you I agree, ed- anybody could be anybody they want in their bedroom and think things, right? Mm-hmm. But unless you have that conversation with somebody, you're never gonna know. Right. For all you know, you may find a new friend. Have that conversation. That's true. You know? Yeah. So we're going to bid you guys adieu. I want to tell you guys thank you so much. And Anchor is actually giving me the countdown telling me that recording segments is 60 minutes. So keep an eye on the the clock. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to tell everybody thank you so much for listening. Thank you for so much for uh, supporting the podcast. Um, Like I said, you can find it where you get your pods casted. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, it is on there. So, you know, the big three uh, with the long list of other places you can get it to. Um, and, you know, you can subscribe, you can listen to all the other episodes, and you can also donate. Um, you know, I do this for free. It is fun to have these conversations, but, you know, um, you know, the donation would be uh, also great, you know, there too. Whatever you want to donate, whether it's monthly or just, you know, here and there, I appreciate it. But yeah, this was fun. I definitely want to continue to have these conversations. So on Facebook, uh, I'm going to post again to get some more people to have these conversations with because it goes better with two people. Um, even though I'm great alone, it's good to have two people. Right? You can comment down below if you want to see me come back. Uh, or not leave a comment and never, <laughs> never comment. But I appreciate you, Danny. Thank you so no, much. I appreciate you for having me, Reggie. Thank you so much. Man. Anything else you want to say? You want to tell them where they can find you? Oh, wait, you ain't got no social media. No, I don't do social media. You can, you can go find him at the store that he works at and the store in the place that he works. Correct. Okay? So decipher that bullshit. <laughs> anyway, guys, I appreciate you. And that was another episode of Reggie's Expressions. Reggie's Expressions. That's my theme song, by the way. And thanks, guys. That was the episode with Danny and I. And it was really a beautiful conversation because I didn't have to whip his ass. But... Uh, <laughs> I just want to wrap up really quickly. You know, these conversations are really important to have with your friends and family, you know, outside of, you know, yourselves, because there are a lot of a lot of things that are happening with this unrest and all that other stuff. And you just want to make sure, number one, you check on your friends and make sure that, you know, um, they're safe and they're healthy. And number two, you know, a lot of these microaggressions that we're having nowadays are really starting to inform the conversations of why, you know, people are so angry. So, you know, we got to have an outlet to be able to express ourselves in a, you know, proper way. And, you know, it was just a really organic conversation. I want to say, you know, give them a a shout out, give him a shout out. And you definitely will be hearing him uh, come back. um, And we talk about other topics that may uh, come about. No, he is not going to be my co-host. So y'all ain't got to worry about that bullshit. But um, it was good to have somebody to bounce off ideas from and and be able to, you know, uh, you know, at the genuine core of it, try to get more of an understanding of each other. Because I feel like sometimes we just learn the surface um, of people, not really what people stand for. And I think that's the stuff that matters. So anyway, guys, again, you can subscribe Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts if you hadn't already. And I don't mind the donations. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again, guys. And peace.